acknowledging those special parts of seasons can help us feel more connected to community in some ways if we take advantage of that. Ramsey and I'm Anna Barnard and welcome back to another episode of Never Wear Boring Socks. I must say Anna I've really been enjoying our discussions so far this season and I hope our creative souls have been as well. I also have been very much enjoying our discussions and speaking of seasons we'll be talking all about living seasonally this week. Mm-hmm, I see mm-hmm. what you did there. And seasons are also related to the clothes that we put on our body. That's true. Which includes the clothes that we wear on our feet. <gasps> so I'm wondering, Anna, That's good. what kind of socks are you wearing on your feet today? Well, I was having kind of a hard time deciding what socks to wear today because a lot of my socks are in the laundry and I've been putting off laundry. <laughs> it's like, what's going to go with That's my outfit? Yes. So... I finally picked a pair of socks that they are kind of a light teal in color. And on the side, they have some books and a cup of tea on them. And it has a, I think, oh, shoot. Let me look at them. One moment. Yes. Okay. That's like that. It's a Hemingway quote. It says, um, there is no friend as loyal as a book. Which, I like that. Yes. I like that quote as well. I have a bookmark that my friend made me, which has the same quote on it. And the reason why I chose these socks is because I feel like they're very cozy socks, little books and tea. Um, and this weekend, my fall break for my school term is coming up. And my plan is to do lots of snuggly, cozy reading activities. So that is why I chose these in anticipation that for that. That sounds lovely yes. and very seasonal. Indeed. How appropriate. Yes. What socks are you wearing, Maria? I also chose my socks for sort of a seasonal reason because they are they're crew socks, but they're like light and kind of thin. So I thought they were nice for the changing seasons where you don't need something super cozy yet but something a little bit that suggests cooler weather. It's actually not very cool here today. But they are dark gray, and they're pretty much just plain dark gray, but they're really, really soft, which is why I think they're not boring. And I chose these socks today because my life feels very much... like a little in disarray at the moment. I'm packing for a move. And I somehow did not take the time to sit down with my bullet journal and map out my week. So I'm feeling a little discombobulated and like, like everything is all over the place. So I picked a pair of socks that are very just like plain and soft and comforting to contrast with the feelings that I'm having right now. Very nice. Sort of to call in the feelings that I would like to to cultivate at the moment. Nice. I think that's a good choice. I think so, too. 
before we get into this discussion about living seasonally, Maria, I wanted to ask you what comes to mind when you think of seasons and what kind of seasons do you think you are participating in right now? Interesting question. So I first, of course, think of the seasons of nature, like the winter, spring, summer, fall kind of seasons. Um, but I do also think about kind of seasons of life, how we go through different periods where we're doing different things and more, some things are more present in different parts of our lives. And in terms of what kind of seasons I feel like I'm participating in right now, I really feel like I'm very much in a season of transition, like maybe more of a spring or fall type of thing. Because a lot of things in my life are coming and going at the moment and changing. I'm not just staying steady with the same job and home and everything. So, yeah, that's what comes to mind when I think of seasons. Mm -hmm. What do you think when you hear seasons, Anna? Yeah, I think my mind immediately goes to the one of the four seasons that we're in mm-hmm. weather-wise um as... or Vivaldi and his four yes. seasons <laughs> for any uh, music nerds sorry continue <laughs> <laughs> um so right now my brain is very much on fall um especially cuz fall is my favorite season and so Me too. I feel like fall is one of those seasons where there's a lot of activities foods oriented to that season and so like I'll go on BuzzFeed or whatever, and there's all these quizzes about fall things, and mm-hmm. I think fall is one of those seasons where you can do specific activities that kind of um, really, really you can only do in the fall. And I think that's true in in other seasons as well. But um, I think fall is a very distinct one, at least from where I live. Um, like in Minnesota, spring doesn't really exist. <laughs> so. I like to enjoy fall. Um, Right now, I'm kind of thinking about how as much as seasons can be cyclical in nature, so fall always comes back every year. Mm -hmm. Um, It can also always be different. And right now, for example, we have had rain in Minnesota for about two weeks, almost nonstop, which has been kind of horrible. And it is not feeling very fall-like. So that's kind of affecting how I'm perceiving this season and and living in this season. Um, Uh But in regards to other seasons I'm participating in, I feel like um, my current school term kind of constitutes a season for me. Um, I also think of seasons just in regards to things like podcasts, um, how we've moved on to this new season, how a podcast that I'm listening to is on their fifth season, and how seasons sometimes aren't cyclical, but sometimes they're just moving forward and progressing. So that's another thought I have in regards to that. Mm -hmm. I like that you pointed out the cyclical thing, even though, like you just said, not all Seasons are always exactly cyclical, but I was reading yesterday, I was reading Women Who Run With the Wolves by Clarissa Pinkolestis. I think that's how you say her name. Anyway, it's a really good book. 
And she was talking about how this idea kind of that we have three seasons in a woman's life of like being a girl, then being a young woman, then being a old woman, basically. Or maybe it was a girl and then a mother and then an old woman or something like that. And she was talking about how there are actually all these like little tiny seasons within all of those things. It's not these just big three distinct parts and i think that the cyclical nature of seasons really reminds us especially in terms of seasons of our lives that just because we're going through something right now doesn't mean it's the only time that this type of thing is going to happen like just because i'm growing and transitioning a lot right now that doesn't mean that once this season of my life is over that i have no more growing or transitioning to do in the future it's not like this is my one spring season if we want to call it a spring season but that we do kind of go in and out of periods of creating more or hibernating more and things like that yeah i think that's really interesting how you pointed out um on one hand the cyclical nature but also kind of dividing up our lives into seasons sometimes i think that is another way that we manifest the use of seasons um, like I'm just thinking of like the Frank Sinatra song, which is called, I think, Autumn of My Years, and that idea that you can separate your life into like four sections and autumn mm-hmm. was good is like like your sixties or whatever. Um and that idea of kind of seasons being reflected in other areas of our life that are not just climate related even though we might use right. that as a metaphor for something else. Um, but at the same time, even though there's that kind of takes away the cyclical nature of things, if we're like, there are four seasons in our life and we progress through them. I like how you pointed out that there are cyclical things happening within each one. Mm-hmm. And and go, going off of that idea of a cyclical uh, nature of seasons, I think what's really beautiful about that is... There's this sense of kind of opportunity um, and getting to redo something almost because that season is going to eventually come back, even though it's not going to be exactly the same as it was before. Yeah, I like that, too. Like maybe even if so, in if you're in a period where you're getting a new job and you're moving to a new place. Like, maybe maybe you're going to have an opportunity again, <clears throat> excuse me, later on to change those things again. It's not like just because you're changing them now, that's your one opportunity to do so. Right. Yeah. And I think it's also interesting how certain seasons kind of overlap or align themselves. And what comes to mind for me with that is sports seasons. So sports have their own distinct seasons but those are often influenced by the four seasons and so Mm, when you think of summer and spring you think of like baseball is happening but in the autumn it's like football is happening um and i think those are things with people who partake in those sports or in just like the cultures of the sports that that's another thing we get to associate with those seasons and the same thing with food being in season um it's not necessarily that certain types of food 
I mean, some food you can eat all year round, but some foods kind of align themselves more with autumn or summer or things like that. And so that idea of things being in season um, and that also kind of defines the seasons that you're experiencing as well. The things Mm -hmm. that you kind of incorporate into them, I guess, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does make sense. And I think this speaks to why seasons in our lives, besides just the four nature seasons, are important to us because we are, like, we're of nature, we're part of nature, Mm. we're deeply connected to the world around us. And I think a lot of our life seasons and our sports seasons and TV seasons even are reflective of the seasons that we're experiencing on a larger scale in the natural world yeah and i think that's really cool me too and that's kind of what i like about the idea of living seasonally is like how can i more like work more closely with what is already going on around me kind of the energies and the things that I see and feel around me, how can I bring those into my life and have my life reflect those things that are going on around me? I think that idea of living seasonally um, can sometimes be kind of daunting for us because seasons inherently mean change, even if it also means... I think on one sense, seasons are really nice because we get to experience these cycles and go back to things that we've kind of experienced before and get a new run at them when fall comes around again or things like that. But I think also it's always changing. And so we're having to kind of adapt to the changing nature of things. Um, But again, I think there's a really big silver lining to that. And it allows us to avoid stagnation. I think if everything was always the same, if the weather, if it was always like summer, I think, I feel like it would be really hard for me to live in a place where it was warm all year round. Um, just because the seasons are really important to me with being able to feel like I'm moving forward. Things are changing. Things aren't just staying exactly the same. Um, yeah, I like that idea. And I definitely do feel like Certain things, certain seasons that are happening in nature tend to bring out certain things in me naturally, even without doing it intentionally. Mm. Like, I don't know, for example, we're in fall right now. The leaves are falling off the trees. I am also in a period of my life where I feel like I want to get rid of the things in my life that are old and not really aligned with the life that I want to be living right now like maybe they had served me in the past like the leaves on the trees were collecting sunlight and everything but I'm in a period where I'm kind of dropping off the stuff that's not as relevant definitely yeah and I think I'm inspired to do that because that's kind of what I'm feeling from the outside world as well for sure yeah So I want to talk a little more about this idea of living seasonally and how we can best do that. Um, And so obviously, again, we're talking a lot about fall and how that's really on our minds. And I think what comes to mind for me is kind of how I can take advantage of the different seasons of my life. Um, 
And so right now, even though it's raining outside and it doesn't feel very fall-like, how can I still kind of find things to enjoy about that season um, that I won't get to enjoy later in the year? Um, And I think one of those things that we can do is identifying what we really love about each season and then making an effort to do seasonal things that make us really happy. Um, So this weekend, when I go home for fall break, I'm... My plan is to bake a lot of fall-related food (laughs) items, Um, and I know that's going to help me feel more connected to what the earth, what food the earth is providing right now, what's Mm -hmm. in season, um, and kind of also the culture that is surrounding this season, and I want to participate in that as well. Um, And so I was wondering if you had any other ideas of of how best to to live seasonally. Well, I definitely think of food. That's one of the first things that comes to Mm -hmm. mind, because I think if we are living seasonally, then we are paying attention to what is available to us in that season. Like you said, kind of what the earth is providing at that moment. And I love fall food and fall vegetables, especially. So I get really excited about seasonal food in the fall and in all the other seasons, too. I also feel like this kind of living seasonally and paying attention to what's available to us, the food that's available to us, the sensory experiences and activities that might not be available to us at all points during the year when we're paying attention to what is available right now and what we can be grateful for right now, I think that really encourages mindfulness in a really beautiful way. And I think it encourages us to really be present in this current season. Mm. Because I know for myself, if I feel like I've really been in touch with the fall that I wanted to have, I like took some time to bake and go apple picking and go for walks in beautiful places with changing leaves, then I feel much more satisfied with the way that fall has progressed and less like it just slipped away without me seeing it at yeah. all. I completely relate to what you are saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think sometimes it's just the little things too, because again, it's not feeling very fall-like to me right now. It's hard for me to participate in fall activities because it's very hard for me for example, to cook here or to make time to go out to an apple mm-hmm. orchard or things like that. Um, so my roommate and I were at Target a couple weeks ago and we bought some like $2 autumnal window clings <laughs> that are on our windows in our room. And they're pretty, they're pretty cheesy and not necessarily the most uh, classy decorations we could find, <laughs> but they also just give a little pop of autumnal color in our room. And sometimes stuff like that can make all the difference, I think, in just acknowledging that the seasons are changing, decorating. Um, mm. Another thing that comes to mind for me about this is that a lot of times seasons also align with holidays. And I think seasons can be a really beautiful time to develop community around certain holidays and celebrations and participate in community. Um, And not just holidays, but also just gatherings that are happening. Um, For fall, there's a lot of usually like fall festivals happening, things like that. Um, Events going on in the winter. 
you can go to tree lightings, things like that. Um, and so I think acknowledging those special parts of seasons can help us feel more connected to community in some ways if we take advantage of that. Yeah, I like that you brought that up. Well, I think that I like that you're bringing up the aspect of community, too. I think that a lot of holidays, you're right, are kind of based on these things that we're observing in the natural world. And a lot of human gatherings are also based on that. And I think that speaks to the the thing that we were talking about earlier about how a lot of the seasonal things in our lives are reflective of what's going on around us. Since we're a part of that system, I think it's all it's all connected. Yeah, definitely. My mind right now is this is kind of related. I don't know, but my mind is going to um how seasons can be represented in literature for some reason mm, because I feel like a lot of times seasons can really coincide with what's happening to the characters and how the characters are reacting to things. I just read um, The Member of the Wedding by Carson McCullers for one of my classes, and that is very much about... It mostly takes place during the summertime, and the main character feels very kind of stifled in that situation of, like, the hot summer and not being able to go to school and kind of feeling bored and stagnated and how like the summer really defines how she's feeling um Mm. and also in certain stories too just how the seasons mark the change and the progression of the story as it's happening and i think that really just speaks to the idea of how much seasons really influence our moods and things like that um and how acknowledging how seasons affect others can draw us into other people's stories i think which Mm -hmm. just kind of speaks to that idea of how pervasive seasonal living is for us yeah i think that is definitely a tool that authors use often to like you said it's this pervasive thing that we can all relate to we've all experienced seasons to some extent so it's a really useful tool that also like you said connects to our emotions and can be a way of evoking certain emotions and feelings within your reader your audience yeah definitely so as much as there are lots of things about seasons that we really like i think sometimes seasons bring things that we don't like so much Mm -hmm. (laughs) so we've talked about this a lot on this season of our podcast so far in that we've been very excited for fall but we've had mixed feelings because school has been starting right (laughs) and so kind of that that um give and take sort of nature of of certain parts of our lives and i think i want to transition into this idea of seasonal self-care because i think What's tough about seasons is that they inevitably bring transitions, and I think transitions can be really difficult to to go through, no matter what kind it is. I mean, I'm just thinking about coming back to school from breaks, even if breaks are four days long. That transition still takes me a little bit of time to mm-hmm. readjust my mindset and things like that. 
And so I'm wondering what you think about seasonal self-care and how best we can kind of manage these transitions and the things that might be difficult for us in certain seasons. Yeah, I think it's really important to acknowledge seasonality when we're building our self-care routines and practices. Because on the one hand, I think it can be really comforting during a transition to have something that stays consistent, that can come with you from whatever you're transitioning out of to whatever you're transitioning into, that can kind of ground you. I also think it's important to acknowledge that you might need something different during this new season of life, whatever it may be. So maybe journaling every morning felt really good to you whatever you were doing last month, but based on your current circumstances, it's not really the best fit anymore. So you might need to reevaluate what would feel good right now, what would really be supportive of cultivating the way that I want to feel and live. Yeah, totally. And I'm also thinking of just how seasons can affect our bodies too. If we're thinking just in terms of the four seasons. So for me, winter can be a really hard time for my mood because it's grayer than usual. So I just bought a a light that I can use for seasonal affective disorder recently. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's one way for me to kind of adapt to that season. And in addition, just like skincare in the summer is different than skincare in the winter if you live in Minnesota or Massachusetts. So (laughs) um, I think allowing your body to settle into new routines is really helpful. And that can be really tough. I mean, we've talked about how difficult making and establishing routines can be and evolving Mm -hmm. routines can be. Um, But I think taking time during each seasonal transition to acknowledge what you're going to need in the upcoming season can be really helpful in helping you live more seasonally and take care of yourself within that season. Yeah. yeah. This is making me think of Ayurveda, mm. which we talked about with Alicia when she was on the podcast a few episodes ago, because there is a lot of um, information in Ayurveda about living seasonally and how different seasons might kind of bring out certain things in our bodies and our minds and our emotions so that we might need a little more grounding foods once it starts getting colder and drier. And like, maybe we need more cooling foods and activities and practices once it starts getting warmer. Um, And I've been reading some about Ayurveda recently. So this is something that is that interests me. And I definitely notice with myself, like you said, like skincare needs to be different in different seasons. The thing that worked during the hot, humid months is not always what's going to work when it gets cold and dry. Even things that I'm eating that might make me feel really good in the summer do not sound appetizing at all in the winter or don't make me feel as good. So I think it is important to notice how those things are affecting you and that some things might have a different effect on you now than they did in a previous season. Yeah. And I'm also thinking of like starting school and things like that, or starting sports Mm -hmm. seasons. You really, I mean, that's a big transition. And so taking the time to consider what you're going to need 
and what kind of routine you're going to need to have when you begin that new season is going to help you out in the long run. Um, Just from my Mm -hmm. experience from coming back to school this year, I was getting a similar amount of sleep that I was in the summer um, as to what I was getting when I started back up this fall. But I realized I was getting a lot more tired once I came back to school. Mm-hmm. And I think it was because I was being much more active once I came back to school. And so the same amount of sleep wasn't really enough when yeah. during that transition. And so just, again, really listening to your body. Um, my digestive system always gets really off during transitions. And so I've been trying to stay in tune to that. Um and things like that and when you're eating new foods during certain seasons that can also be something you need to look out for so Mm -hmm. i think a lot of this does come down to that idea of mindfulness and taking the time to reflect on what you're going to need in the upcoming seasons and things like that um and sometimes it can be hard to make that time but i think it really does help in the long run yeah, I agree. And I'm glad we're talking about this because this is something I was thinking about just this morning even because I think it's really hard to make time for it like you said to consider your routines and your self-care practices and think about what you actually need right now. It's hard to sit down and do that and to actually be consistent. I think it's really hard to <clears throat> excuse me. It's really hard to have a consistent routine and self-care practice during times of transition because there's so many things that are changing. It's really easy to kind of let those slide, which I have the last few weeks because I my schedule is very different each day. I started like three new jobs this fall and I'm moving, so I it's really it's been a challenge for me to make time for my routines and practices that I know make me feel good. So I'm glad we're talking about this because it's a good reminder to myself that I would benefit from taking the time to bring them back into my life or maybe reconsider which things I need in my life right now. Yeah. And I don't know if there's a right or easy solution to getting through transitions either. I think they're always going to be hard to an extent. Yeah. Even if you do prepare for them. I mean, your body's always going to react differently to certain transitions and you might be uncomfortable. And I think this also speaks to the need for just being kind to yourself and taking the time you need to, to really listen to what, what kinds of things are going to help you in that moment. Um, I think sometimes we try to hold our bodies and our minds to certain standards that we've been keeping, even when we're going through transitions. And I think we need to lower our expectations for ourselves Mm -hmm. during those times and go easy on ourselves. Um, And I think it also means being comfortable with discomfort, which is really hard. Um, And I think that also comes down to mindfulness of acknowledging, well, I'm not feeling my best right now, but it's going to get better and that's okay. Rather than lamenting it when it's happening. And that can Mm -hmm. be so easy to do. And I'm so guilty of that. And I think that's definitely okay. But the more we can kind of settle into discomfort rather than try to escape it, um, the easier it'll be for us to get through those transitions. Yeah. 
I agree. And this is making me think of when we talked about periods, yeah. kind of the, the value in recognizing that your body is not functioning exactly the same during each phase of your cycle and that your mind is not functioning the same during each of those phases either. So, like, give yourself some compassion, cut yourself a little slack if you feel like you're super low energy during the menstrual phase because that's normal it's okay your body's doing a lot of other stuff and i think it's the same thing certain transitions in our lives and even certain seasons sometimes just take a lot out of us and we need to slow down and do less yeah a lot of the time yeah i know it that's so tough i mean that literally just happened to me this weekend i mm-hmm. had a bunch of stuff to do it was really gray outside, which was affecting my mood. I had also gotten my period, so that was probably affecting my mood. And I think I was just not in a good headspace, and I was getting really wound up. And I was like, why am I feeling this way? And I was getting frustrated. And in those moments, you have to step back and realize that there's a lot of factors contributing to how you might be feeling. And even though it's not pleasant to feel those things, being okay with the fact that you are feeling them and letting yourself just process them. And giving yourself the distance that you need from other people or other activities and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are there any tools that have been particularly useful to you in bringing yourself through transitions with more grace and compassion? Yeah, that's a good question. Because <laughs> I think they are always tough, especially when I think for me at this stage of my life, when a lot of my transitions are going back to school and going to and from school and going back home and things like that it can be really hard for me because I want to take the time to ease into that transition but like things just start coming up and I've got to do my assignments and things like that um but ideally I think what helps me during transitions is uh getting involved in stories that I find comfort in so reading books and maybe watching television shows that provide me a sense of comfort and or humor and things like that i think that can be a source of relief from all the other stuff that's going on in your life um i think journaling can be really helpful for me calling home to my mom is really helpful talking to people that connect you with a sense of stability is helpful Mm -hmm. as well yeah what about you yeah i think those are all really good tips well i was thinking about journaling, since mm-hmm. that's what you had uh, made a note of before we started recording this. And I, I do think that that can be a really helpful way to ease yourself through transitions, because it can kind of allow you to take a step back and see what your thoughts and feelings are, even if you haven't taken the time to stop and really feel them it kind of allows you to slow down a little bit and see what's going on yeah with more clarity yeah it's a good like mental processing tool for sure mm-hmm. yeah no i mean sometimes i keep putting off journaling because i don't have time and then by the time i do it i'm like wow that made me feel so much better i should have done this right. days ago <laughs> Why didn't I do it last week right and the week before right. <laughs> so no i mean that's a super helpful tool just getting things on the page and i think journaling is a really helpful tool in being kind to kinder to yourself because it helps you see and process through all the things that you are going through 
And I think sometimes mm-hmm. you don't realize that, and then you write them down, and you're like, oh, that is a lot. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> That's why I feel yeah. weird. Yeah, and, so, and also journaling is really good for just affirmations and things like that mm-hmm. and t- reminding yourself of your strength. And so I think journaling is a really good tool for getting through transitions. Yeah. Yeah. So the last thing I want to talk about in regards to living through seasons is how we can be creative seasonally. Um, because I think seasons can affect how we are creating things and our mental processes that go into that. Um, and I think this is really helpful for creative people too, because oftentimes we feel kind of stuck. I think that's something creative people have all gone through at some point or another. And I think what's great about seasons is that they bring change and a lot of the times they can bring kind of new ideas and get you out of ruts. Um, And not all the time, but I think they can help with that when trying to create things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think noticing these changes that are going on in the world around us can really, like you said, inspire new ideas. And I don't know if when it's, winter i'm much more interested in creating kind of wintry drawings that match the scenery and match how i'm feeling and even reading wintry books and taking in other art and creative work that other people have made that matches the current season yeah and i think change always allows us to reflect on things too and it's a good time for us as creative people to kind of recognize what have we liked of the creations that we've recently made and what do we want to change about it and Mm -hmm. also just what have I accomplished I think sometimes we really lose sight of that I've gone back to some of my uh in my bullet journal I'll make some goals pages and Mm -hmm. I think a year ago or so I looked back at a goals page that I had written several months before and I had fulfilled almost all of those goals. And that's so cool. right. And so I didn't even think about them really when all of those things were happening. But to go back and realize that gave me a big sense of accomplishment rather than just I'm getting through all of this, I'm accomplishing this, but we're still moving forward. It's like, no, but take time to really realize what you have been able to accomplish. Cause that can be really exciting. Yeah, it can be. Cause when you're going through that when you're just doing the things that you want to do and growing and learning a lot, you don't really realize how much you're accomplishing and how much you're growing and changing. But I do think that seasons can give us a really beautiful opportunity to reflect on what has happened in the past season and can sort of inspire us to ask certain questions of ourselves at those times and think about, well, how how have I grown since the beginning of this year and how, what things have I taken out of my life that have been a good choice that have improved my life in some way? Yeah, for sure. And in our case too, I think seasons provide creative opportunities. I mean, for our podcast, starting a new season allowed us to take a break, change direction, make more episodes and kind of recreate a focus that we felt was more authentic to what we wanted to be doing. Mm -hmm. And so I think that idea of seasons and finding different 
seasons in which we can create can help us add variety and fine tune what we're doing. And I think that can just be really helpful. Yeah, definitely. Because you can definitely, if you've started a creative project, it sometimes can be easy to just keep doing it the way you've been doing it. But if you take, take the opportunity that's presented by seasonal changes in the weather or in your life or just how you're feeling, I think that can allow us to kind of bring a fresh perspective to what we're working on and reevaluate and see if there are any changes we want to make, any refocuses we want to make, which is really helpful, I think, as creatives. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. And I talked a little bit earlier about how our lives can be a reflection of what's going on in nature, and I talked about how I am feeling the need to get rid of a lot of my belongings right now. And I think that this idea can also apply to what things we're creating. So in the fall, if you've been working on some writing project, are there some ideas that you have been holding on to that you need to let go of? Mm, yeah. In the winter, do you need to take some time to just rest and kind of hibernate for a little while before you try to push out more new stuff? Do you need to find some new fresh ideas in the spring to change what you've been doing? I think there are a lot of really fascinating ways we can kind of work with the energy of the seasons with what we're creating. Yeah, I totally agree. So for our call to action this week, we want to know um, what's one of your favorite things that helps you live, create, or take care of yourself seasonally? Um, and you can share this on social media with an emoji that represents the season you're talking about. And please tag us in your social media posts and message us so we can, we can see what you have to say about this. Um, and you can find us on... Let's see, Instagram and Facebook at Never Wear Boring Socks and on Twitter at No Boring Socks. And you can email us at NeverWearBoringSocks at gmail.com. Do you have a quote for us today, Anna? I do. This quote is from Albert Camus, and he says, In the depth of winter, I finally learned that within me there lay an invincible summer. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting. It's intriguing. Yeah. Um, what I liked about this was, I think it speaks to this, to both the changing nature of seasons, but also this idea that there can be constancy with that. And we always have the ability to not be defined by the seasons that we're in, but to kind of grow around them if that makes sense um and this idea that even though you're experiencing winter you can still take memories from summer or have that strength that you might feel and relaxation that you feel in the summer and still apply it to what you're going through and so i think it speaks to the possibility of both change and stability which i think is a comforting idea when we're going mm -hmm. through so many transitions 
Yeah. And I think it's really an interesting idea to think about the fact that we maybe have access to aspects of all different seasons, even though yeah, one is not the most prominent in our lives right now. It's like just because this feels like a wintry season in your life doesn't mean that everything must be all wintry stuff all the time. Like you need to always be hibernating and bundling up and being cozy and staying in like you also have access to the energy of all of the other seasons if one of those feels more right to you in that moment thank you so much for listening to never wear boring socks this week if you enjoyed this episode please leave us a rating or review on itunes and subscribe so you won't miss our upcoming episodes like our next episode next week which is going to be about values so we're going to talk about how our values impact our lives and how kind of getting clear on what our values are can steer us in certain directions in our lives you can find show notes for this episode at mariacatherine.com slash podcast slash zero four six and Catherine is spelled k-a-t-h-a-r-i-n-e Many thanks to Ben Ramsey, the Cheese Beast, for being a fantastic audio editor, and to him and Martha Barnard for their contributions to our wonderful music. And until next week, never wear boring socks. I <laughs> not being very articulate, right? To artic- articulate.